Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. During today's program, your host, Mark Friedman, may discuss specific financial planning and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planning professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. And now here's the host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. If you don't wanna see me, did a full one Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. My name is Mark Friedman, President and CEO of Friedman Financial, and I'm joined by my business partner, Marion Gilman. Once again, how are you today, Marion? I'm great. How are you, Mark? I'm I'm doing good. It's May. Thank God. Finally, May. Well, um, let's hope some of these April showers that we've been filled with here in Boston will bring us some May flowers. I hope so. Well, the tulips are in bloom in front of my house. I don't know about you. They are. They are are coming out. uh, The pool cover comes off today. Wow. It's so nice to see the blue water just, again. Just isn't the blue it? ripple. Oh, I'm not I jumping know. in the pool just yet. Yeah. But it's nice just to see the cover off and the the blue ripple of the water. I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any flowers in your yard yet, Mark? I, well, you know what? We do have some flowers in the yard, but all those perennials that they planted last year for us that they promised would come back, yeah. they're really coming back. Well, so you doubted them, I Yeah, the, the landscaper didn't lie to me. The, the perennials really do come back, even though I Thank just God. saw a dead space because they had come and mulched everything. And I'm like, are these things coming back? They are coming back. So glad to hear that. It's going to be beautiful in another month. Think it, it, about how lovely it will be. Yeah, but you know, but but so many times, like like to me, I think to myself when I saw all the, that mulch out there in the front of my yard, I'm going, maybe this time it's different. Did you really think that? I thought that, you know, maybe this time it's different. Maybe they're not coming back. But you know what? We live in cycles and things happen. And even though changes in the world go on and everyone says this time it's different, kind of like this debt ceiling situation that people have been talking about in the news. Is it different this time, Marion? Well, I don't think so. You know, we've heard that uh, expression a lot. This time is different. This time is different. It's not coming back. Mostly in reference to the stock market. Uh, or the bond market or whatever is not doing well right now, whatever investment. And it always comes back, right? You know, it does. It's uh, we go through different cycles, different or different industries, different sectors, different parts of the world adapt. Some will disappear. You're absolutely right. Certain things will disappear. Think about uh, when encyclopedias were all the rage. Absolutely. Well, how, now, how, how's that working out for him? Uh, right. I mean, now who picks up an encyclopedia? Right. I don't know that my son would even know what one is. Think about this. Who even picks up a newspaper these days? I know you do still, but how many people are really some, picking up a newspaper? newspapers. Most of them I read online nowadays. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, the, the world has changed. Yeah. How many people are actually buying books these days? Now, some people still are, but the number of books, hardcover, printed, paperback books that are going out of the stores. Sure. It's way down, isn't it? Well, think of how our industry has changed. I mean, we were 
We were promised a paperless office many, many, many years ago, and that certainly has not come to fruition. However, there are so many things we do online now. When, when I first started, when you first started, we used to write trade tickets. So right. any investment you wanted to buy, you had to write out a ticket. Yep. So it was very different. Now you go online, you press the button, and it's done. Boom. It, who, who would ever believe that... When I, when I, if I say this expression, the world's biggest toy store is... Uh, oh, F.A.L. Schwartz, right? No. Oh, my. I thought you were going to go with this. The world's biggest toy store is Toys R Us. Uh, biggest selection, Toys R Us. You know, <laughs> bikes don't, and trikes. I, and, you know, I don't the, know the jingle. Oh, I, Sorry. You know, so the world's biggest toy store used to be Toys R Us. Yeah, you have five kids. Yeah. I how, don't. <laughs> how, how's the world's biggest toy store doing right now? Well, they're uh, gone. And if people would think that the world's biggest toy store could be gone, and where is the biggest toy store today? Online, right? Online. Amazon. You know, Amazon, Walmart, Target. I mean, those are your big sure. toy stores. The world has changed. But everybody thinks, oh, this time is different. You're right. It's different. The conversation's different. There are different factors that might enter into it, but is the outcome different? It, it really. So I think one of the best things that we've seen in the office, and I know we've talked about this um, on the radio, is I love being able to now pull up three-year, five-year, and 10-year reports for clients. Because whether you're a client of ours, whether you're listening to the show, whether you work for an advisor, whatever, many people seem to think, oh, my portfolio is doing terribly. And if you think that your high point, you, most people remember the high point in their portfolio was January 4th, 2022. And if you're that's not at really that number, damaging. that really <laughs> is. If you think that's the number and that's where your new, if you will, principle is, there's a problem. Because when you invested, you invested not for a month, not for a year, not for even two or three years, you invested for the long term. That's right. And yes. One year, your portfolio is down. But what's the average over the past three years or five years or 10 years? Most people don't have that information. They don't. And we can provide that. Well, if you've been with us for three years, five years, 10 years, we can provide that information. And it's really eye-opening because when we look at that, in fact, the portfolios have accomplished exactly what we've set out to do. We look at achieving a return for a for an average portfolio that has, you know, well diversified stock component as well as a bond component, we look at somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight yeah. percent. And guess what? That's what we Is keep that delivering. What you find? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And we go back, I have history that goes back to um, legitimate. Um, audited performance reports that's produced by LPL's performance reporting software that goes back to June of 2000. That's 20, almost 23 years. One more month, 23 years. 23 years. years. That's a yep. lot. And, that's right. And as long as we've stayed rational and we've stayed within the scope of the plan, we continue to deliver the numbers that you've come to expect. But what's even more interesting is forget about just the portfolio part of it. Look at your overall net worth. I love going back and Amazing. looking at the old plans. Right. What are we seeing in the old plans? Yeah, so in the old plans, I mean, we had anticipate a certain growth rate um, for your net worth over time. And most clients far exceed that net worth that we had anticipated being at yeah. right now. I mean, you know, great great problems to have, right? Right. If you If you think back to 20 years ago, and when I said to you, oh, you know, 
the, the cost of college could be at seventy or eighty thousand dollars a year. When I said that to you twenty years ago, no one would believe it. That's but that's right. what it is. And so we factored in a whole bunch of these different items, and the way you were able to save, the way you were able to, the way you spent money, the inheritances you might have received, the way you either upsized or downsized your house, changed the cars that you were purchasing. The it is there are so many factors that move and change that when we're building that financial plan for you, when you're tracking the growth of your net worth, you need to have a point, in, several points of time to see how you're doing. And we're able to do that for you. And, and that's really important. But you know what's really fascinating to me, Mark, is, you know, very frequently back in the day, 10, 20 years ago, you'd say to somebody, oh, you know, here's what we anticipate your net worth's gonna be 20 years down the road, you're gonna be a millionaire. And they'd look at you and say, no, come on, never, you know, that's never gonna well, happen. Well, what is a millionaire? Well, that still, right. just saying, you know, and everybody thought, oh my goodness, no, that's not gonna happen. Most people we said that too. When they became millionaires, you say to them, do you feel like a millionaire? And they say, absolutely not. So Everybody. Yeah, what is a millionaire today? That's right. The, well, everyone uses the term billionaire now, right? And, and now you'll say, oh, you're a millionaire, and that's not enough anymore. Right. <laughs> so, so what is a millionaire? Is it a billion dollars? Is it $3 million? Is it $1.5 million? Is it $30 million? It's different for everybody. It's like going out when you ask people, you know, where they go to dinner, and they say, well, some of these places, they're super expensive. Well, what is super expensive? Yeah. You know, is is going to Palana super expensive? Well, yeah, you'll pay sixty or seventy dollars for a steak, but you could go to Victoria and Albert's, which is a very fancy restaurant at Disney World at the Grand Floridian Hotel, and spend fifteen hundred dollars for two people. And it, yeah. it's all over the place, right? And you know what? Every, and everybody chooses to spend their money differently. So there are some people who will spend extraordinary amounts on a car, for instance, or on a house, uh, or fine dining. And others would never even think of doing that. However, they have a different vice or different choice of how to spend their money. They might spend it on clothing as opposed to eating out. Or so. like my wife, on purses. Oh, well, that's actually... That's just that's, insanity, as far as no, I'm concerned. No, that's, that's and, a bad... And shoes, there's another one. Insanity. Shoes, that's right, they're, I forgot shoes. That's craziness. But talking about, but thinking about spending, from the bigger picture, recently we've been getting a lot of calls from our clients about the way the government spends its money and the way the government is going to spend its money, and they bring up the term debt ceiling. And I'm not even quite sure people even understand what that means. Maybe you can provide some financial advice in a language... Our listeners can understand, Marion. Well, so what has come to pass over the past um, week, let's say, and this has been in the news for the past few days, Janet Yellen, who's the Treasury Secretary, has said that the United States could reach its debt ceiling by June 1st. Now, what happened, what what has what everyone thought prior to last weekend when she said this was we had until the end of June. So what the debt ceiling is, is that the government has issued the maximum amount of debt that they're provided for over the course of the year, and they can no longer issue any new debt. When you well, say debt, what do you mean by debt? Treasury bonds, treasury bills. So if you wanted to go so buy a treasury bill. Debt. So if you wanted to go to the U.S. Treasury next month, potentially, and buy a Treasury, they're going to say, sorry, we're sold out? 
that's yes theoretically right right this again this is not an actual I'm just trying to make this in a language do- everyone can understand dollars changing hands but the way the federal government if they haven't brought in enough tax revenue from you know people who have paid their just recently paid their taxes and that's what janet yellen said tax revenue didn't come in as high as expected so they don't have all they don't have enough cash flow potentially to keep the government going so the government has a lot of expenses they pay all kinds you know think about it i mean they have to pay for uh, Social Security, Medicare, uh, they have, you know, um, they pay for all of the employees that work for the government. They have to, you know, all kinds of things. They have to pay their interest payments on the debt that they right. issue. Military, all that kind of Everything. stuff. Everything. Right. So they have so many expenses. And very frequently, if, they, if the revenues haven't come in as much as expected, what they do is they issue some more bonds. They can do that. They're the federal government. It's essentially just allowing them to have access to more money. And let me just be. Let me just help understand. So issuing bonds, if they're going to issue bonds, it means you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that wants to buy a treasury, a ten thousand dollar treasury, you're going to give me the government ten thousand dollars, and I'll right. promise to pay you interest. You know, everybody was trying to buy those I bonds last year when interest rates were so high. Right. What you're doing is you're giving ten thousand dollars to the government, and they say to you. We're going to give that back in five years, 10 years, 15 years, whenever that bond matures. Mm-hmm. So, and in the interim, we'll pay you interest on that. So the if the government doesn't have enough cash, that's what they do. If they can't raise the debt ceiling, some of those bills potentially might not be paid. And that's what they're threatening. And now... This is not a new scenario. Right. This has happened many times before. Many times. And what typically has happened in the past is that, you know, there's all these negotiations and they come down to the wire and we hear all these concerns and the government's going out of business. They're going to default on their debt. Remember, they have choices as to whom they pay and who they don't pay. So... It's not, they're not going to, it's not that they have no money. They might just not have quite enough money. Access. So access. How, yeah, so how do they solve the, the short problem? Term, they have always come to an agreement and raised the debt ceiling. And how do they do, how do you raise the debt ceiling? You print money, right? That's exactly right. And so Congress, you know, Congress has to vote on this. And you can see there are negotiations going on right now. Well, maybe there aren't negotiations because... The, the Republicans and the Democrats have different philosophies about this. But they all know that they have to solve the problem. They do. And so what they do is they issue side deals to say, if you do this, I'll do this. And and that's problematic. That's the way government's always been run. Right. But, you know, the other thing that has always infuriated me when we've run into this situation before is that the government says, all right, we're shutting things down. Like, we'll shut down the national parks. We can't afford to keep the oh, national yeah, parks that, that, open, right? Yeah, yeah. Or the different non-essential workers, you're going to be furloughed, not laid off. The term is furloughed. And so what that means is you're not going to work. But every single time they come to a resolution, maybe a week after the debt, after they have this issue, what happens to all those people that were furloughed? They get brought back and they get reinstated and they get all their money. That all they the back were, pay. That's right. So it's not as if you're, you know, you don't get paid on this. It's a question of... There could be a period 
where the government doesn't, you know, have the money today to give you everything you need. It, it owes you. Right, Let's but, it but the people that are expecting need. a Social Security check, a Medicare check, things, that's that's coming out to you. It's, you're getting those checks. The people that's who not depend stopping. on the salaries. So why is it the people keep saying, Marion, this time it's different? So this time it's different. You know, they look at what's going on in Congress. They believe Kevin McCarthy doesn't have um, the same control over the Republican Party as some other speakers did. So, you know, there are a variety of reasons that they can give. Joe Biden has said the government, the Democrats are not negotiating. They want the debt ceiling raised, no spending cuts. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans want spending cuts. So, you know, who knows what but they're going to do. To but me, this is politics. Right. To me, at the end of the day, we know it's going to get solved. Right. And there's nothing that you and I can do you're right. To solve this, right? Right. And people can say, call your congressman, call your congressman. It's not going to do you much good. I'm sorry. It's not going to do you any good. And every single congressperson there knows this is going to get solved. It's how long can they push the envelope until they get what they want. And so... And how much attention can they right. get? Right. And so the politics part of this is how the politicians leverage media to stir right. the pot. Right. And that's what politics is all about. Absolutely. It's infuriating. It's frustrating. It's why people say I have zero confidence. Well, the current level, I think, is 11% confidence in <laughs> Congress. and But that's been around for a long time. And when people say, well, why don't we fix it? The answer is very simple why it hasn't been fixed. Because everybody that you ask say, it's not my guy. It's the other person. And until we vote our guys out of office and replace them with something new, something different, nothing will change. So we just go through the process. It's not any different, but I'll tell you this, businesses continue to operate. Businesses run, they're gonna become more efficient no matter what happens in the industry, whether technology is popular, whether energy is popular, whether consumer durables are in, whether we go to electric cars or solar cars or gas-powered cars, businesses are going to figure out how to make money. And when you're invested in the stock market, you become a beneficiary of that as well. That's very true. So in the short term, there could be some, oh, well, there will be a lot of talk in Always. the short term. You know, wouldn't it be nice, though, if all of us could just raise the debt ceiling for ourselves, yeah. if we if we didn't have the money to meet our bills this month, well, right? You know, we'll, well, we want to spend more. It doesn't, you know, that's not a rational approach either. Well, that that's a political conversation for that's another right. day. But we happen to be out of time, Marion. There you go. So we'll we'll string people along for the, for this ride. Come back again next week for more dollars and cents with Friedman Financial. We've got to get out of here. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me, Marion. Thanks for being here. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please consult a certified financial planning planner, tax professional, or attorney prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. 
securities, and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.